0: Welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to be the best dog owner that your dog could ever wish for. And today it's a special terrier flavor. But before you hit stop and think I don't have a terrier actually there is a bit of terrier in every dog and and you are going to learn lots of things
1: person potentially (laughs) right it's terrific terrier day we should get excited because you know what just like Tom said there's actually a little bit of this in every dog Mm. and actually a lot of what we talk about can relate to your dog too so if you own a terrier you are going to love this episode and if you don't own a terrier you're going to love this episode equally if you know someone who owns a terrier oh my goodness let's flag them and get them involved here yeah. um, and if you know anyone who's lo- maybe considering a terrier or thinking about a terrier again let's let them know about this so first off I think we should establish what breeds are terriers yeah, right like absolutely. what are
0: what, what comes in the
1: terrier group
0: yeah so terrier there is a particular group of breeds and um, and if you want kind of a comprehensive list of terriers probably well, best way to go would be to go to the kennel club and look on the terrier group and you will see all the different things that come and it's a real the...
1: variety right yeah. like there's a real variety in there so for for me for example when I think of a terrier in my head so I'm very very visual person if I pick if I close my eyes and I think of a terrier I think of your typical Parsons Mm -hmm. or your typical Jasper those for me uh, there he is Um, those for me definitely 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 stand out as um, that is a terrier yet when I look at a Staffy, and I love staffies Mm -hmm. if I look at a Staffy, I don't necessarily see them immediately as a terrier and yet they're very much terrier right and so I think there's a lot of dogs in that group that you might not necessarily see in your sort of vision of terrier
0: Absolutely. And as we say, there's a terrier in every dog that we've encountered for sure. Now, before we dive into this, we've got an exciting announcement, something super cool that we want you to be aware of. And that is that right now in the Absolute Dog store, there is 40% off all digital solutions. Oh, it is my. the annual mega digital sale. And so basically take advantage of that for sure.
1: Very special. Because it's a
0: huge discount.
1: Special, special moment to go and have a look at it. Yeah. So go over there, have a look, even if you just want to browse for a minute, you know what? Now's the time to do that browsing because actually you can see that mega whopper 40% off and that's off all digital things yeah
0: absolutely now terriers what makes a terrier because yeah we could we could approach it as the breeds in the terrier group but actually there are certain skills that a terrier has that are actually really important and the first skill is that terriers have been bred for many generations to be very stimulated by movement now you're probably thinking oh Maybe I do have a Terrier. Maybe my poodle is, in fact, got some Terrier in there because they are very stimulated by movement.
1: Or let's be honest, many of you out there, I know you do, and tell us if you do, you have a cross Mm -hmm. and a crossbred dog. And many of you don't even know what's in your crossbred dog because realistically, DNA testing is fairly new and still, if I'm honest, not always conclusive. Mm -hmm. So actually, many of you probably have an element of Terrier in there that you didn't even know about for (laughs) those of you that own crossbreeds.
0: Absolutely. So they're stimulated by movement. Why is that important? Well, most terriers um, have been bred originally for the purpose of catching moving things. Now, the catching of moving things might, for example, be rats, might, for example, be mice, might, for example, be other kinds of rodent. Um, and equally, it might be even down to the bigger things that we might be thinking about. So the the key here is that even though they maybe have not been useful many generations for their original purpose, it tends to be a characteristic that they have. And it tends to make them quite easily excitable, especially when there's a lot of movement in the environment. So we might be thinking cars. We might be thinking people's ankles. We might
1: be thinking other dogs. We might be thinking other furry animals. We
0: might be thinking the post dropping through the letterbox.
1: This could be stock. This could be maybe out and about on a walk, actually just being generally troublesome. Maybe someone on a skateboard or a bicycle. Maybe someone who's actively just out there for a jog.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what can we do about this? What can we, you know, how can we work with this? Well, first of all, that is a skill. It might not feel like a skill when they are chasing the neighborhood jogger, but it is a skill. And so utilizing that in your, in the way that you interact and reward your dog to build engagement with you, whether it be getting them to chase you as a reward, whether it be, um, utilizing, um, like chaser type toys, toys on a string that they get to chase and that kind of resemble a little rat or rodent. Th- this is a way of unlocking a new level of relationship. And
1: you can get a whole new level of relationship just like Tom's um, suggested there just from utilising things that your dog is truly driven by use I don't know say a piece of kibble with your terrier when they're not hungry and actively they're out there thinking about chasing and it's really the the cookie's not going to cut it and then actually when you put something in that is a good deal for your dog and I think this is important to notice what is a good deal for my Jack Russell terrier for those of you that have seen Jasper uh, work with Tom or myself you know that we try really hard to get a good deal for Jasper right
0: yeah absolutely and the thing is with a Terrier if you don't get the deal right they will find the deal elsewhere they won't stick around. They won't forgive you necessarily. They won't give you 10 chances to get it right. They'll probably give you one chance. And if you get it wrong, they'll say, okay, I'm going to go and find my fun elsewhere. And that's, you know, what we love about terry Absolutely
1: <laughs> unforgiving. Absolutely super strict teachers. Yeah. Absolutely going to kick your butt when you get it wrong. Yeah. They are literally going to be the fastest sort of trainers of you yeah. out there because and it's why you see let's be honest so many terriers on lead yeah. so in the UK our dogs don't have leash laws that mean they need to be on lead um, in the majority of places and so for us our dogs do enjoy a lot of time off lead if I was to pick some of the breeds that I would say have most time on lead um, sight hounds terriers mm-hmm. I think um, yeah. for me I see a lot of them on lead yeah. and when you're walking past them there's a level of you that feels a little bit sad that they don't get to enjoy maybe the same luxury um, and privilege that is being off leash and mm-hmm. yet I completely understand why and I completely back their owners in yeah. not allowing them to be off leash yeah. other than I think that the training and the understanding needs to be sort of underpinning that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the, the second thing that we take from this, you know, this great skill that they have of being stimulated by movement is if you want to work with food with a terrier then it's really important that it's not just about the taste of the food and popping it in their mouth it's got to be about the experience that comes with that food chasing the food catching if you the watch food watch Jasper hunting.
1: for example Tom yeah. if you were to use just purely what the d- delivery of, of food is like I don't know into mouth mm. I know that you would lose him within mm. probably about 10 seconds of yeah. working him and if it wasn't from that it would be from filling his very small tummy up yeah. within a couple of goes yeah. because actually he has got A very small tummy. He's only a small Jack Russell Terrier. And so um, for me, I think the experience is really, really. probably more important yeah. than the food itself. Often I know um, when I'm playing with any of my guys in the house, like if I was playing with, I don't know, the other day I had um, just some broccoli and I was just pinging it around and playing with it. And because you're mm-hmm. pinging it around playing with it, they eat it. Yeah. But they don't really enjoy the experience of broccoli. I really wish that they did, but they kind of will eat it because you're playing catch with it or yeah. rolling with it or bouncing it off the floor or throwing it somewhere or playing a bit of mouse game or all of the games that we play on the training academy and mm-hmm. in the terrier um, sort of teaching that we do. I think it, it comes into all of these things, yeah. right?
0: Absolutely. Now, the other side of this skill is that sometimes this they, they can be inappropriately skillful in this area. They can get overly stimulated by movement, and that can get them into some trouble. So, and um, actually spending time with your terrier. And being aware that every bit of movement in the environment, someone walking past them, a car driving past. The cyclist going dog, past
1: your window every morning. Yeah. The postman coming up to deliver the post. going blowing
0: on the ground. These are all tests. And just because your terrier doesn't get themselves into trouble in relation to, to those particular tests, it's a great opportunity to get in there with some daily food allowance and tell them, great job, you didn't get overstimulated by that.
1: So I remember the first time I let um Jasper off leash. Um, so Jasper, for those of you who don't know, he's one of our student and trainers um, dogs, uh, Michelle's dog. Um, and I remember she said, I said I was going to the beach and she said to me, oh, that'd be amazing. Jasper loves the beach. He misses Bermuda because he's, he's come to the UK from Bermuda. And so she said, oh, it'll be amazing for him. And I was like, cool, I'll take him. And obviously in here and in, in, in this environment, he's very good off leash. Like I don't have any sort of thoughts or concerns. And I remember... Saying, "Will he be cool off leash?" And this was a good sort of five or six years ago. And she said, "Yeah, absolutely." So I remember laying him off leash, and he was gone. Tom, mm. he was gone, and he was gone to the other dog in the distance. Probably, I mean, the length of um, the beach, which you mm. know, Saunton's mm. a big beach, mm. and he went the length of that beach like he was at the other end of that beach um and i was just like he was like this little blur in the distance and that was purely that was how determined he he is and was and i think that's something else to know about terriers right they when they do decide they're going to chase something or um make that decision that that thing is of interest to them um and they definitely want to go after it um at that in that moment the determination is is huge and he was gone
0: yeah absolutely and so the the first skill that's very stimulated by movement use it to your advantage and also work to um decrease it in situations where it's inappropriate the key to success with the with these little guys is actually to Focus on the small wins of the, the, the movement that happens that actually isn't too much of a test for them. That unlocks the big wins. I think sometimes we get a little bit obsessed as owners of the things that are really painful and annoying. Like, I don't know how our dogs interact with, um, other dogs or how they always chase the dog that's chasing the tennis ball, but. That experience, the dog chasing the tennis ball, there are lots of similar, smaller, easier situations we can work in before we even get to working within that situation. So that's the first skill. The second skill that a terrier has is they really struggle, and it is a skill, would you believe, they really struggle with disengagement. Once they engage with something... Would you believe? They struggle to come away from it. No.
1: And if you've ever seen a terrier play, I mean, like, they... Jasper's the funniest thing because when he um, when he gets playing, he's amazing. Yeah. But sometimes to actually get him playing yeah. is a challenge. Yeah. And yet when he's tugging, and, and here he is, Jasper, look at him, he's a good boy. And <laughs> um, when he's tugging, he's feral. I yeah. mean, he is, and that's when it's like, it's like they they struggle to get from there to there and then they struggle to go back from there to there. Like it's it's a funny old, it's a definite difference working um, with a terrier, for example, compared to say Blink or Bet, like mm-hmm. very, very different. Yeah, and absolutely. yet I can see elements of terrier in Blink mm-hmm. and I can see elements of terrier in yeah. Bet, like there it's are elements, right? Sure, um, yeah. And we're talking border collie and, and spaniel. So it's not like we're talking terrier here. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, th- I think for me, the disengagement thing is a, a crazy one. Yeah. And it's, it's also sometimes like a, like there's there's definitely an engagement thing there too because they can be really quick to engage but they can also mm-hmm. be more challenging yeah. to engage
0: and and that you know if you think about their history they've been bred for many generations to be stimulated by something moving in a specific way. To grab, engage with that thing, aka grab hold of that thing. And as that thing moves, they engage with it more and don't disengage. And the way that a terrier engages tends to be that they grab and shake. Shake, 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 shake. As much as you
1: guys don't want to hear this, you know what? They are going to do that shake and kill. Like that's what it's about.
0: Exactly. And at some point that thing in their mouth eventually stops moving because it's been shaken many times. And in that- Spit it out, stimu- it died. It died. And <laughs> so- it, the stimulation drops. And as the stimulation drops, they're then able to disengage. But it
1: takes them a good while yeah. to be able to do that. I mean, if you've ever seen a terrier ratting or, or doing what their jobs are. And I, I remember um, speaking to a lady who um, had, had just recently- bought two new puppies terrier puppies and and i said what do they do and she said they're lovely house pets and i was like how do i tell her like she's Mm -hmm. got two murderers on her lap Mm -hmm. like really they are they are that that's what they're bred to do right they're bred
0: to do that skills are in that department it
1: doesn't mean (laughs) they have to do it and it doesn't mean they are going to do it but at the same time the skills are very much set in in that department and
0: and as always you know there are there are border collies that read the terrier handbook rather than the border collie handbook when they came into the world certainly
1: had a number my my late dog poppy certainly had a number of terrier traits It certainly were border collie faults
0: yeah and equally there are many terriers that have not read the terrier handbook and instead they've read i don't know the collie handbook or the labrador and so we're not saying that you've got a terrier, therefore, this is how they will behave. What we're saying is that terriers represent a group of dogs that tend to have certain skills. And these skills, actually, many dogs can have and we can all take something from this. And
1: the big thing to know is that whether your dog does these things or, or not, actually, the potential is it, it, something to be aware of. Yeah. And actually, then forewarned is arms and, yeah. and um, or however they say. it. And I, I remember being um, out with um, one of my Spaniels and, and thinking, oh, my goodness. Goodness, they really are going to hunt here. And so and if I hadn't have thought that was something they could do, mm-hmm. then I think I wouldn't have clocked onto it so quickly. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's always good to know that mm. there's, you never know when that light's going to switch on.
0: No, absolutely. And so disengagement. What would we do to, to work on this? How would we work on this? Well, I guess that the, an immediate game that you could play would be a game that many of you would be familiar with because we've talked about it before. And that is toy switch or switch of any kind. And so getting them engaged on one toy through by, you know, movements, that, that stimulating element of movement. And then can you make that toy go dead? In the literal sense, it goes still, it's no longer moving. And can you then animate another toy in, your, in the other hand to get them to disengage from one toy onto the next? The, the cool thing about that is actually working within their skills to teach them a skill that they don't have, which is disengagement.
1: Now, I think disengagement, possibly one of the most important all-time dog mm-hmm. skills. So whether you own a Terrier or whether you own any other breed or a Terrier and all of their crosses, yeah. disengagement's a relevant skill. So for me, um, in my dogs, I can't imagine not having a level of... I mean, I had it only um, just before you walked up here, Tom, actually. Um, I was filming something um, with Easy for um, the training academy. And uh, in that moment, I just popped her down and carried on doing what I was doing and then suddenly noticed that she was eating all of the food. Um, and in that moment, it was easy. Seriously. Um, and she ran over and, and disengaged from what she was doing on cue. Mm. And so um, for me, didn't do it off cue. I'd like her to have not engaged with in the first place. But there you go. Um, and I suppose what we've got to say is dogs will be dogs. Disengagement is a normal thing to have to work on and mm. teach and grow and skill up and um, just boost, I suppose. Yeah. And so whatever breed of dog you own, disengagement cool.
0: Absolutely. And then the final skill that tends to make up many terriers is that they go from zero to 100 Very, very quickly. Like there's no
1: dimmer switch, right? There is no
0: 50. There is no level 60. There is no level 70. It is level zero. I'm stimulated by something. I'm now level 100. It is in my mouth. I'm shaking it.
1: And there's very (laughs) little in between. There's very little... People will say, oh, he didn't give me warning. He probably did, but it was so quick Mm -hmm. that you didn't catch on quick
0: enough. And the cool thing is, is that you can... Teach your dog to have different levels. They don't just have to have level zero at level 100. You can teach them to have every single level in between that gives you some space, gives you some time, and it also allows them to better make choices. So that, those three skills together, if we, you know, put them into any dog, they would, they would demonstrate Terrier like behavior just because they've got those skills, or some people would call them lack of skills.
1: And for me, uh, having awareness of this is only ever going to enhance your relationship yeah. with your dog, whether you own a terrier, a terrier cross, or any other breed. Yeah. You know what? In Tom's Poodles, I can see some of these things. Mm. I can definitely see them in Bet. I can definitely see them in Blink. I yeah. can definitely see them in Easy. Mm. And yet they're not necessarily the same things, but they definitely all have some element of them. Yeah. So I think no- knowledge is always powerful, right?
0: Absolutely. And so, something very exciting we've been very passionate about terriers and how they get this bad name and they get these labels but actually then no next steps as to how to improve and things
1: many of our terrier owners jasper's owner michelle yeah. um as well as many others have begged and begged and begged and begged and begged for us to do some specific teaching on terriers terriers and their crosses yeah. and actually all dogs who might yeah. have a bit of terrier in them
0: any dog that read the terrier handbook right accidentally so... got hold of that copy <laughs> and so uh, we, we've created a program, and this program is a step-by-step of working with your dog, whatever breed they are, to teach them the skills of actually not being quite so stimulated by movement, to maybe actually being able to disengage from anything, and to have a really good dimmer switch.
1: And so if any of these things were maybe a little bit relevant to mm-hmm. you, or you thought that was a really um, interesting thing to listen to, or maybe this would enhance a friend's yeah. life with their dogs, or um, my neighbours have a dog like this, or if they there was a little inkling of this was interesting to you, then I bet you'd want to check
0: out this um, opportunity. Absolutely. And the cool thing is, is it's actually in the Absolute Dog store right now. Absolute Terrier is in there. And um, the the other cool thing is, is that it's got that same 40% discount. as everything else digital in the Absolute Dog store right now for a very limited time. So head on over to absolute-dogs.com. Head to the store and you will see all the different programs that, that we've um, that we've created in there either find the program that you think is most suited to you and your dog or dive into the terrier program regardless of whether you've got a terrier or not because these are vital skills
1: and if you want any help at all our team are literally eager beavers to help you they yeah. want to help you here to serve want to look after you want to support your dog training journey happy to advise happy to help and that is ask at absolute hyphen dogs so ask a s k at absolute hyphen and you can touch base with us and we'd love to help you I think the biggest thing is don't sit in silence don't suffer don't say he's a terrier he's always going to behave like that or he's a insert your breed here he's always going to behave like that say this is my time to shine this is our opportunity to be here yeah. this is our opportunity to do better by ourselves and our dogs and actually we'd love you to join us and come on board
0: absolutely so with that guys head on over to the Absolute dog store that was this episode of the Sexier Than A Squirrel podcast that 40% discount is not going to be around for long, the next couple of days only. We will see you next time and remember, stay sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a
1: 25 day online video programme. Huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part.
0: The only question is you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.